Welcome to building a hundred million pound business in public. Four years ago, I was having lunch with my friend Logan when we half joked about racing to a hundred million. And it's always stayed in my head. What does it take to build a hundred million pound business? On this podcast, I ask my network and speak to VCs, founders, DNI specialists, marketeers, and more to share their top tips. Some have made it, some are on the way, and all have a story to tell. So my guest today might well have been the first fintech in Silicon Roundabout. He's the founder of Armadillo, which has been in the RegTech 100 in 2021 and 2022, focused on know your client and due diligence solutions. I'm delighted to welcome Manny Cohen to the podcast. Welcome, Manny. Hi, James. Uh, Great to be here. Well, Manny, when we're doing the research for this, it's sort of not only your business is interesting, but actually turns out you've got a few, a few personal interesting hobbies as well. Well, I, I, I used to, uh, uh, not so much now, uh, drive bobsleighs. Uh, I was sort of Britain's top amateur from about 2008 to 2011. Uh, and uh, after being a director of British Bobsleigh, I now represent the UK on the International Bobsleigh and Skeleton Federation, would you believe? Wow, I mean, that, that, that is a first-as podcast. What, what got you into bobsleighing? Uh, alcohol. Um, <laughs> I, I was uh, basically uh, just divorced at a, at a, um, a dinner uh, and with a load of friends and uh, had a few, one, uh, a few too many and, had, and they had an auction of a, a, a ride in a bobsleigh. Uh, and it was run by British Bobsleigh to, to gain money for the, uh, their Olympic team. Okay, so I um, kind of went a bit higher than I would have got normally if I was completely sober. Uh, and then they sort of said, well, you know, and there was another guy at the other end of the room who was also obviously in the same position as me. Uh, and uh, so we were started bidding against each other and it kind of went high. So uh, they said, oh, great, thanks. Took us both our money and said, we're going to turn it into a, a training session rather than just a ride in a bobsleigh. And... Uh, rest is history actually I mean I got hooked it's a a, a wild ride uh, and um, uh, it's fantastic I mean I, I recommend it to any uh, middle-aged person out there who wants a new experience in life <laughs> I mean I, I was trying to think of a neat segue from from bobsleighing to armadillo but I I, I I can't see can't see any perhaps you perhaps you could explain like Oh, I do have this quite a strong mental image of an armadillo bobsleigh now. It feels like an armadillo would probably be quite a good bobsleigh. Perhaps you just explain what your armadillo actually does. Well, actually, um, uh, and just sort of say, uh, yeah, we were actually the first uh, of our kind around uh, Old Street and Shoreditch. Uh, we were actually the first online database of companies and company information on the web back in 1997. We're celebrating 25 years of continuous time uh, on the web. And today, actually, it's a slightly changed. It's a SaaS-based RegTech platform. So it's regulatory technology with due diligence uh, for KYC purposes to know your customer under what's known as a sixth anti-money laundering directive. And that's the, that's the whole thing around it. But it's massive. It's a massive thing. It's, it's all about preventing money laundering, uh, terrorist financing, and basically stopping crime. What was the big insight that led you to start Armadillo back then? Well, basically, we were a research company. 
and uh, we researched corporate records. And uh, there were companies like uh, Dun & Bradstreet, Experian, Equifax. Uh, companies are still around today, very large businesses. And um, I just always wanted my own database uh, that I could bring out of corporate data. And uh, what was interesting was uh, we sort of brought the system out as well. Uh, and um, the driver was just to be go to the next stage, basically. I, I knew that as a manual-based research company, we were never really going to be uh, able to, to scale. Uh, and one of the things when you're in have uh, tech systems is the scalability. So I went down that road and uh, people were sort of saying, uh, I mean, I was going looking for finance and in those days, it's not the same as it is today. Uh, people are much more speculative than they were then. And uh, companies were all sort of saying, oh no, you've got too much competition. Uh, it's a new, you know, how will you be able to do this technology? It wasn't talking about just where, but at the time there were three different technologies. A thing called X25, which gave green screens by direct link. Another thing was this amazing new thing that come out called Windows. <laughs> and uh, you had floppy disks, which you would load about 12 of these floppy disks in each time or something to load up your Windows because it was actually in colour. And, yeah, which was amazing uh, I mean this is the kind of area because remember we started going down this road about 94 and then there was this new out of the wall thing about uh, off the wall thing called, called the internet okay and uh, uh, I, I ended up having to go down the road find people who could supply me the data and then I had to make a choice uh, and I remember one weekend and it, each air way would cost me the same amount of money and I could only afford one and I had mm. to make a decision and I remember actually having a completely sleepless night. It was in, one, in, in November 96, I think. And um, I just decided that the internet was the new thing and I had to go down that road. Well, it's fascinating that you you, you made a, a company-altering decision based around a strong gut feel in a, in a technology and an app that didn't properly exist yet. That's that's quite a step. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, was a, it was a very sleepless night, Steph. Afterwards, <laughs> as well. And uh, the thing, the thing is, you know, some with, with things uh, in business, and one of the things we've, we've even in the last few years, we've done a similar sort of thing by uh, changing our business uh, to move into uh, what is now known as regtech. We moved into compliance, knowing that was the right way. The thing is, when when you make a decision. And if you believe that decision is right, from a business point of view, you just have to go for it. You commit yourself, okay? Uh, and I'm no, I'm lucky because I mean, obviously it's my business. So um, you just, I just have this kind of thing that if I believe in it, I go for it, you know. And I put everything behind it. Uh, in a sense, my money where my mouth is, basically, mm. uh, and chuck everything at it. And uh, I just enjoy it. I also. It, it is satisfying from, from a, a different point of view, from an entrepreneurial point of view, when you are the first. And we had many firsts over the time. We were even the first back in 2011 to bring out uh, 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 mobile technology uh, around uh, database systems and things. Uh, and at that time, the only things you could get were games and you had to buy it in 2011. I mean, it's not that long ago, okay? Uh, it's almost like uh, we, went, we brought the system out on Apple 
and they had no um, uh, manuals or, or or how to do it. Uh, it if, if anything, I mean, I, I look back and think we should have uh, copyrighted everything because we might have been able to, uh, you know, we basically helped them write their manual uh, because in th- at that time, uh, in 2011, all you could get um, in mobile technology was you would download games or you could access your bank account. You couldn't do anything, you could access your bank account, that was it. Uh, and whereas this was really one of the first sort of like trading systems in a way where people could actually buy something, a report on a company, and get instant satisfaction because they'd get it straight away down to their mobile device. Uh, and, you know, y- y- to go those things, y- you know, I-, I didn't do massive research, massive uh, market research. I didn't go through all kinds of different things for I- anything I've, I've done uh, because... Firstly, as a as a bootstrap company, you can't really afford it. Uh, and secondly, you know, if if you believe in it, you're going to go down that way anyway. Uh, for instance, who needed email before there was email? All right, who 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 needs? Uh, I mean, there's lots of the the world is full of things that weren't needed until they were created, and the creation of it makes the need in a way. Uh, and uh, it's just you, you feel what you think and feel is a, is a gap in the market and go for it. So let's say you go for one of these gaps, you see them, as you, you've done this several times when you're kind of saying there's less research, it's more just you feel it's the right way. Are you checking in on that decision from that point? So have you ever had to like turn back on one of these decisions? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, over the years, I've brought out many different products, and uh, you've had to dump them because uh, uh, they they they, t- they they don't always go the way you want them. Um, mm. And you know, uh, obviously, and the the last major decision we made was uh, to go down the road of becoming a, a compliance business in in the technology, but also in compliance uh, and. Uh, the hard thing about that was we were sort of like corporate secretaries, company secretaries. Uh, we have our own law firm. We still have uh, the two regulated businesses. So in th- we have three regulated bus- businesses, two, two by uh, HMRC and one by, uh, we, by is regulated by the Solicitors Regulatory Authority. So we have inspections all the time. And we always pass inspections. And it ran about 2016, 2017, we, we, the, the inspectors were really starting to hammer the markets. Uh, and uh, a lot of companies have since been fined. I mean, you, you've got companies now like uh, NatWest and uh, HSBC last month were fined massive amounts of money for uh, uh, regulatory uh, inadequacies going back to about 2016, 2017, around that time. 20, you know, and so the inspectors started really coming at, at, at regulated industries. And uh, when you see everyone else being fined and teams of... Uh, uh, inspectors going into their companies because there's a problem, and they and we're getting oh yeah no issues nice reports whatever you know you go through all the same stress but you're okay you think oh, maybe we're good at this and, and that's basically what we decided we were good at it so obviously that should be our business going to help others pass inspections uh, avoid prosecution and uh, stay out of jail and that's part of some of my speeches I give at, at, at conferences mm. and uh, so one of the things we had to do and this was, a, this was the hard bit by changing our business we were pivoting the business from the old style business that we were doing back into the 
uh, more the tech side with a bit of high-level compliance uh, advice, we decided to get rid of some of our clients. And that, trust me, if it's if you're you know uh, completely self-financed, that is not easy. Turning around to some major clients, say, well, actually, you're not really the type of business we want to go with going forward. And uh, we did that. We pivoted the business from a, a high level of corporate and compliance work into more a tech business. And it was the right decision because we had 20 years of experience in tech because we always had that business. And one of the things we, we changed from was a, from a, a retail side business to um, a re-engineering of data. We used to buy data and sell it on to other companies. And it, we would automate it, uh, and it was daily automation. And so for 20, 25 years now, uh, we now look at it, and we're now, it's now known as robotic process automation, or RPA. And we think, hey, we've been doing that for years. <laughs> so experts on RPA, I tell people, that's what we are, you know. And, but the thing is, by having that kind of knowledge... Uh, and, and bringing all of our experiences into the new product area. I mean, we're a, a, a small British company uh, in Hertfordshire, and we're on the global RegTech 100, two years running, and they, they dump about 60 or 70 of the companies every year. We're the tw- top 12 featured, uh, and uh, we, we bring out good, new, innovative products and systems continuously and uh, I think we are one of the only British companies on that global list and uh, certainly one of the only self-financed as well. So now we're actually out there uh, taking advantage of it, we're, we're, we're looking for uh, to fundraise now, we're, we're on mm. that stage of uh, um, uh, raising equity funding to, to grow the business because we find ourselves not only in a huge market, if you can imagine the reg tech industry in 2017, it was worth 10 billion globally. Okay, uh, according to Thompson's, this year it's going to be 120 billion, and that is like mega growth. Um, and it's unusual in any lifetime to see a B2B industry grow at that pace. Okay, and so we're in a, a good place, uh, and we want to take ma- maximum advantage of our global positioning to try and uh, make that leap and grow with the market, which is at a great pace. Was, was this decision to take outside investment, which is, as you say, first time in like over 25 years to go from being self, self-financed, self was this one of these sleepless night decisions as well? Yeah. Uh, the, the reality is that to grow at that pace, the realisation was we need to really gain some equity money. Uh, and or, or a large amount of money to, to make that jump, okay, to a, a billion dollar business basically, uh, and that's because that's where we can go, uh, mm-hmm. and it's 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 straight up, all right, because we we we've positioned into tech, and tech is as everybody knows, it's a it's a scalable, easily uh, uh, growable business generally. Uh, because you don't have to employ masses of people, just high quality uh, to, to develop the systems and to get the word out there and to use the tech. So, but you need money to do that. You need because to get that, those are, that's not cheap. Okay, and uh, 
yeah, you know, that was kind of like something that grew on me over time. It wasn't uh, an overnight thing that I had to sit and sleep over. Sleep was over it. What was sleepless was pivoting the business. Trust me, <laughs> to working out how how you're going to tell somebody we you know we've been working with you for the last ten fifteen years, but we don't want to work with you anymore. <laughs> that was difficult. I, I, I hear you because some some of my coaching clients they have gone through similar journeys where the business that they started off with and many times are known for actually comes to a point where it's holding them back like it's probably taking up a lot of energy and it's maybe driving quite a lot of revenue but actually it's it's not where the growth is and it's not where the profit is what what for you has been let's say that if you say there's this 100 million tip that you would share with people of, of what to do or not to do in driving your success what would it be okay well times have changed since i started so uh i'll, I'll say it for today okay for uh, firstly uh if you you've got to believe in yourself okay whatever it is you've got to believe in yourself you've got to believe in your product you've got to believe in what you can do and you've got to know how to do it you've got to plan okay constantly plan write it down calculate it go into the in, into into it but then you've got to have uh, a goal you've got to know where you want to go all right and in today's terms if you can raise money first do it because the environment is much much better um, where before no one would back you if you were under 40 um, no one would uh, uh, and, and, and today it's different. Uh, so if you're uh, between you know young and 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 eager and going for it, do it. Also remember it's never too late. So it doesn't matter if you're 50 and you get out there and you've got a good product and a good idea. Uh, and uh, you know so sort of one end you you have uh, a certain kind of different enthusiasm. And from the other end, uh, some of the experienced enthusiasm. There's no time not to start and believe in yourself and get out there and do something like build a cup your own business. But if you can get finance, go for it. That's it. Mm. And collaboration as well. That's another word. Collaborate with people. So if, if, there's, if not so one, there's not one thing really, is there? It's like, there's, there's not <laughs> one thing. There's, there's loads of things. I mean, otherwise, everybody would do it. <laughs> okay, if, 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 I was, if I was to force you into choosing one, because there were quite a few in there, just kind of believe in yourself, plan, plan, constantly plan, have a goal. What would you, what's your number one? Come on, I'm going to force you to pick one. Believe in yourself. And how, how, does, that, how does that come out? Uh, you've got to, you know, you take risks. Um, and uh, that, that's one of the things. You've got to be prepared to take the risks. And you only take a risk if you believe what you're doing is correct. Uh, and business is all about risk. Uh, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Uh, you learn by your mistakes, uh, or not. Most of us don't actually. We always go back and say, oh, did it again, oh no. You know, it's like, <laughs> but uh, you know, we, that's the idea really. Uh, and I mean, business is, is, is tough. It never stops, it's, it's relentless uh, in, for people who are in uh, senior management positions, it's, it is re relentless, but it's also fun, okay? Mm. I mean, you, the, you do get a kick out of it. You, you know, I've met some amazing people as well along the road, 
um, and I've done some amazing things along the road as well. And it, it, it is, you look back and you think, well, that was all right, it was fun. And when it stops being fun, change, do something else. <laughs> or change your business and try something else. <laughs> What, what would we'll you go do? Down that's, a bobsleigh track, that's it, yeah. Or go down. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would get it back in again. Uh, so, so in terms of the, if believing in yourself is, is the number one thing, and, and I know entrepreneurs struggle a bit, is when you lose faith in yourself at times or when, th- when times go through tougher times, how do you reconnect back to that belief? Okay, sometimes things uh, can get to you. Okay, and it's something I believe in, and I've had to do several times in my life, and, I'm, and I, I, I don't have an issue with it because um, it can affect your mental health. All right, and I, I have counselling. Okay, I have I have a coach, I have a business coach, I have a, a mental counsellor, and sometimes you see, and I look at it like this. Actually, it's like you're in a tunnel, and you can it's a long tunnel, and you can see the end of the tunnel. Okay, but sometimes it gets fogged, and you can't always constantly believe in yourself. You you know you can sometimes lose a bit of direction or track, and sometimes just having counselling actually helps you clear your mind and get back on track. And there's lots of times when the stress can get to you. I mean, you know, I've been in business since I was 19 years old. Okay, mm. and there are, there's uh, occasions when. It gets tough. I mean, recessions. I've been through some really tough recessions. Okay, and it really helps. And I recommend it to all business people out there, uh, and not uh, to worry about any stigma around it or anything because people do. Uh, and I have, I have somebody I call uh, I call my shrink. It's absolutely fantastic. And it just you find your own solutions, but it helps you see those solutions. Mm. I mean, it, it, it feels like sort of the mental side of things is underappreciated. I mean, top, it's very much in, in sports, the mental side of things, but it feels like it's only just being truly appreciated in the business community, that kind of the power of like a mental coach, counsellor, whatever, whatever word you want to describe to them, just getting yourself mentally right. Well, I mean, one of the things that I, I – you are right in sport, for instance, in British bobsleigh, I was uh, – uh, I was lucky enough to be a, a director of that for many years. And when you get to elite sport, to get the Olympics, they need mental, I call it, well, they're mental coaches, basically. You need that. And exactly the same as a sportsman, um, you need that same thing. I mean, you need a business coach because, like, a sports person will have for their uh, uh, own um, uh, sport. Uh, and my daughter, actually, is uh, an elite athlete as well. She's a... Uh, in skeleton and she's been in things like world championships etc and you know she's got uh, uh, all the different kinds of coaches so you've got the person who helped you start you've got the person who takes to go down the track so you have different co- you have, you, you have a, a finance coach your accountant uh, get a good accountant or a good FD finance director it could be part time doesn't have to be full time uh, you need so you need a financial coach you need a business coach to help you strategize. And you need a mental coach to help you see the light, okay? And there's nothing wrong in that. And, and the more you do, and also read as much as you can, 
Uh, there's loads of books. They all all different kinds of books. Whether it's uh, uh, and you know, I, I, I keep them keep them around the house or in the toilet. Okay, so <laughs> you read the odd paragraph now and then. That's all you need. A lot of these things, you know, you can't sit and read from front to end, you know, front to back the covers because you spend forever doing that. Little snippets send your brain down the right way. Mm. Just like mini interventions. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah, we, I worked with Professor Steve Peters in my last business. Just so amazing, just that, that this, like how it allows you collaborate more effectively, but also just just self-manage yeah that's right and you know what happens is i mean you know we all have lives okay we have our business lives and 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 it can consume you but you've got to have another life that's why i've done some other stuff other sports and things uh as well as obviously bobsleigh uh and you know you've got to have other interests in your life all right and otherwise you become not boring basically (laughs) you don't want to be boring Thanks for listening today and hopefully you've taken away one thing to think about or try. Let me know in the comments if there's something you'd like us to explore in future episodes or just reach out on LinkedIn or podcast at district4.io. Let's keep learning and building great companies together.